Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. We continue our study of the book of Judges. We just had a, um, let's say for Shoftim, we just had in chapter two, a overview of what to expect from the book, what to expect, what we're going to be reading about as we continue our study of, of Shoftim. And that was the, the um, people settled among the Canaanites. They did not complete the mission which was to rid the land of all the Canaanites who continued to practice their uh, immoral and abominable practices. And um, remember that in, in the uh, theology and the philosophy and the morality that the Torah, that the Bible, that the prophets are trying to teach, polytheism is associated with arrogance, it's associated with immorality and eventually leads to the worst abominations and of that as we studied in Deuteronomy the worst of it is that they even sacrifice their own children um, this is going to be an important theme in this book of Judges but hold that for a few more chapters but um, in this chapter the three, we are going to continue to read about this theme, and we are going to start the uh, the first f- several of the stories of the judges. So, before we lay we laid out in the chapter two what the general idea, how things are going to go, and then the rest of the book we're going to be learning stories of how the people descended into sin, the judge that came up, and the story about that particular judge, whether he or she was. Uh, um, a good one or, or, or not so good, we'll see. And that how that judge led the people, uh, in some cases, back to God, uh, more successfully or less successfully. And then eventually after that judge left the scene, the people reverted to their evil ways, etc. The cycle goes round and round. So we're, the, the rest of the book is going to be composed of the stories of particular judges. And as you will see, all of, most of the judges have flaws they're not exactly perfect figures so they're somewhat heroic and so, some are more heroic than others and each and and each one has a story so let's do that but we're going to begin by mentioning these are the nations that god left in the land in order to test through the presence of these nations the people of israel all of those people of Israel who did not know the original wars that occurred during Joshua's days, those wars in which overt miracles occurred, and as we saw in the book of Joshua, the overt miracle times um, it really receded into the past. We had, we had um, obviously, the exodus from Egypt, which was quite overt, um, during the time in the wilderness, there was some miracles, but a little bit less. And as they entered the land, there were some miracles, this, you know, the stopping up of the Jordan River, etc. There were a few miracles here and there, but we had this sense that God was receding it into um, his secret place. God was receding into a place where he intervenes with this world, but not in such an obvious way. So we were learning the lesson in the book of Joshua that... that God is there, is ever present, but it's not. But He leaves it to people to um, bring about change in this world. 
So um, over here, the, those that did not see those miracles, just like we learned in the last chapter, they were more vulnerable to falling into sin because they did not see the overt presence of God. And those people were now um, being tested by the nations that surrounded them, just like all of us today. We don't see in life, in everyday life, the presence of God. We don't see overt miracles, and we're tested every day by what's around us. Now, the language used here is such as if we know the purpose that God does things. It's as if God left those nations in order to test the people. Um, it doesn't really mean that. What it really means is, is that the overall effect of the the the, the leaving the, the the nations living together, the nations practicing these polytheistic immoral practices, leaving that living among them and and uh, does test the people. That's the overall effect of it. So it would seem to the person here that God left them in order to. But the truth is, they were left there, as we learned before, because the people did not do what they were tasked to do, which was um, those that refused to accept uh, the, the, the moral ways of, of the Torah um, should be asked to leave, and if they don't want to leave, well, wage war against them and get rid of them. Excuse me. Um, so let's go on to verse 2. Rock. Um, uh, the Leman, the reason why they were left is in order so that the generations of the children of the descendants of Israel should know to teach them that they also need to wage war. In other words, the job is still continuing. But only those who had not known the wars that had occurred before. So, in other words, that, that the reason why they were left is so that this lesson should continue to be learned for the people. In other words, the job was still left to be done. And who were these nations? Chamesh Sarni Plishtim, the five um, uh, uh, regions or, uh, or principalities of the Philistines, V'cholk um, HaKenani and all of the Canaanites, V'hatzidoni and the people from Sidon, Tidon, V'achivi and the Hivites, Yoshev Har Halavanon that lived in the mountainous region of Lebanon, Mehar Baal Hermon from the Hermon Mountain, the Hermon Mountain up in the Golan, Ad Levoch Hamot, all the way to Levoch Hamot. And so, so these areas were still settled by the natives, and they remained there in order to test through these nations, the people of Israel, to, to know and see, are they going to listen to the commandments of God, that God commanded their forefathers through Moshe? Are they going to listen to the mitzvot? And I'm, I emphasized this last time. But when we talk about the worship of God in, in the Torah, we talk about the mitzvot, the commandments, the things that need to be done, the action. In contrast to the worship that is done, the service, the ritual that is done in service of the idols. When God demands action. Monotheism demands ethics, whereas polytheism demands ritual and sacrifice. So Vnei Yisrael and the people of Israel, Yashvu Bekerav Akanani, they lived among the Canaanites, Hachiti, and the Hittites, Vahamori, and the Amorites, Vaprizi, and the Prizites, Vihachivi, and the Hivites, Vahivusi, and the Jebusites. 
And instead of getting rid of them, they intermarried among them and started adopting their ways. They took their daughters for wives, and they gave their daughters to their sons. And they worshipped their gods. They worshipped. There's nothing about mitzvot, because when it comes to polytheism, it's not about mitzvot, it's about ritual worship. So, again, that cycle. Now, we're about to and when regarding God, the people of Israel did bad things. So when, again, when we talk about God, we talk about action. But in this case, unfortunately, it's bad action that they did in the eyes of God. And they forgot about the Lord their God. And they worshipped It's a lot easier to think that you can gain the favor of the gods with worship and sacrifice. So they worshipped the Baalim, the Baal gods, and the Asherah gods. So God became angry with Israel. And then <laughs> this enemy, and we're going to learn there's going to be a whole bunch of enemies from amongst those nations. This time there was a king called Kushan Rishatayim, who was Melech Aram Naharayim, who was the king of Aram Naharayim, which is somewhere in modern day Syria. <laughs> Um, and for eight years the people of Israel were subservient to uh, the king of Aram Naharayim and they were enslaved or uh, um, they were subservient to them and they were suffering because God once they sink into their ways and they don't pra- and this is a this 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 cycle continues throughout the the period of the judges, as we'll read in this book, and even beyond into the days of the kings when the people forget their unique mission in this world and they start acting and behaving like everyone else, they end up becoming subservient to everyone else, or to someone else. By So the people of Israel, what happens? They're suffering, so they turn to God and they cry and they pray. So God listens. And God established, set up a, someone to come and save the people of Israel. And he saved them. And who was this person? The first one that we're mentioning of the judges. This doesn't mean that the only judges were the ones that are listed here. There are, there are probably many judges during this period of about 400 years. Um, which are not mentioned in this book, but the, the stories that are the most famous, most important, that the prophets that decided were most important to include in, 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 for posterity in this book are the ones that are mentioning. And the first one we're mentioning, it's Otniel ben Kenaz. Otniel, the son of Kenaz, Achi Kalev, who was a relative of Kalev, of Caleb, Hakaton Mimenu, but was younger than Kalev. Otniel ben Kenaz, you should we would remember, is the one who married Kalev's daughter, he married uh, um, um, uh, Caleb's daughter. Uh, he was the one who conquered um, conquered uh, the um, uh, Kiryat Sefer, the area. When Kalev said, "Whoever conquers this area will uh, will uh, get my daughter, my daughter, as a wife," and Atniel stood up and did it. We know Atniel here is being called Kalev's brother. Presumably, he wasn't really a brother. They're, they had different fathers because. At least they may have been brothers through maternal connection, but more likely Achi means he was a relative. He was part of his, a member of his clan. Uh, all we know, just just to mention, I'm going to try to do this as we go through uh, each figure, each person who appears 
say what we do know about their personality. We know Atniel was a valiant warrior. He was the one who conquered Akiriat Sefer. We know that he's considered here, he's called by God a Moshia, a savior for the people of Israel, which is a pretty, uh, uh, pretty valiant, a pretty uh, strong endorsement of his character, of his title. So he was a, a great man. And in rabbinic literature, he's considered the, con, the one who continued the oral, the tradition of Torah. He was the uh, primary student of the of the Zikanim, of the elders that studied under Joshua, and in the book he appears that way. His one character flaw, which it's, which was that he was a little bit of a wimp. <laughs> you should excuse me when it came to uh, standing up for himself and his family fortunes. Uh, uh, when in that the episode we studied about Achsa, his, the, uh, Achsa, the, his wife, Caleb's daughter, had to advocate in order to get a better a better portion. The father Caleb had given them a portion of dry land, and Achsa was the one who had to stand up and ask Caleb to get land which had more wells, which was more fertile. Um, and Atniel refused to confront his father-in-law. So when it came to confronting his father-in-law, he was a little bit. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know what modern terms would be called uh, a little bit uh, too shy, but um, but other than that, he uh, so this is what we know about his character. So verse nine, Vatiya Lavruach Adonai, and uh, the spirit of God rested upon Atniel. So again, this is he was clearly a, a holy, special man. Vayishpot Es Yisrael, and he was the judge over Israel. Vayetela Milchama, and he went out to war. Uh, we do know that he was a skilled warrior and he led the people into war. And God placed in his hand, in other words, he allowed him, he helped him conquer the king Kushan Rishatayim, who was the king of Aram. And his hand was stronger and more powerful and he won over the uh, uh, people of Kushan Rishatayim. For 40 years after that, the uh, land was quiet. It would seem like Atniel was the judge for the period of 40 years, um, continuing the, uh, the heritage of his kinsman, Kalev, Caleb, and, and their teacher, uh, 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 the one who, who, who led the people before that, Joshua, Vayamat, Atniel ben Kenaz, and Atniel, the son of Kenaz, passed on and... With this, we'll stop the uh, Judges 3a, uh, this first half of this chapter, and we will go on to read the next story of the next judge, which we will read in the next chapter. Thank you so much for studying. It's a privilege to study with you this book of Judges together. Looking forward to studying the rest of chapter 3 and, of course, the rest of this book of Judges together.